0: Welcome in to another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast as we get what we call our spring season underway with four great guests. We'll talk soccer, basketball, and baseball in this episode. We'll talk to head men soccer coach Brandon Butler in Picayune as they have had a great year and looking to continue a playoff run. Speaking of playoff run, that's what the Pascagoula Panthers are in the midst of in district play, and then they'll make a deep run in the state playoffs. Coach Wright has his group 26-1, and one, the number one basketball team in our state. Coach Lorenzo Wright, we were able to steal some time with him as they'll play for a district championship at Kelly Wise Memorial Gymnasium on Friday night as Picayune will host that tournament, and that's who they will play on Friday night. In the three-spot staying with Picune will be Evan Nicholson, 2024 version of the Picune Maroon Tide unit out on the baseball diamond. Looks to be a lot of fun. This is a group with a bunch of guys that are going to continue playing at the next level. A loaded senior class. A ton of excitement around that group. We hope that comes out in our interview. Evan and I were able to catch up for about 25 minutes The other day and it was a beautiful day and I think it turned out to be a really nice interview in the four spot a guy that we always like to visit with and get a preview of the Wildcats coach Avalon has begun his eighth season with Pearl River Community College and a great history there with the Wildcats and he's even bumping that that history and that tradition even higher. 90 wins over the last two seasons for Coach Avalon and his group. You pair that with a 2022 national title, and he has done a tremendous job. Sit back, relax, and enjoy these interviews.
1: The days of hiding your money in a mattress or burying it in the backyard are long gone. Our friends at Bank Plus can help you save for a rainy day. Hurry in and let their friendly staff help you with all your banking needs. Stop by any of their locations today at 115 Williams Avenue and 951 Memorial Boulevard in Picayune or 105 North Main Street in Poplarville. Bank Plus is more than a name, it's a promise. Dungan Engineering is a unique force in problem solving in the state of Mississippi. They have offices in Brookhaven, Columbia, Picayune, and Macomb. Dungan Engineering has the capability to provide expansive and complex services to state agencies, local governments, utility providers, and national firms. They do this all while preserving the good neighbor attitude that allows them to be active members in the communities they serve. Their motto is service, strength, solutions. It's not just words, not just goals, and not just an outcome.
0: Getting to stand by now with Coach Brandon Butler for the Picky Maroon Tide soccer program after a first-round victory over West Harrison here at Lee Triplett Stadium. Earned that home field advantage with the one seed. Coach, tell us about your team's win tonight.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely well-earned. Um, we I think we had made the game a bit harder on ourselves than we actually wanted it to be. Um, the game plan and the scouting report, I think, was, was to the T, and, and the boys actually uh, – you know applied everything and, and they do really well of course you know Peyton Harper starting us off real strong with an absolutely fabulous goal and then you know Mason Rapol and Eddie Cruz getting together one two walk us in and get another one um you know Wes Harrison they get one back and kind of again make the game a bit tighter and then uh Mason taking a shot there at the end and Larry being Larry Davis being exactly where he needs to be and following up to put that third goal away I mean it's you, know, you can't really be mad at that it's three guys scoring from across the field in three different ways, and and we're continuing the success we found going into district. So I'm happy right now. Coach, we had the pleasure of calling
0: you, uh, calling your ball game against Pearl River Central. And some of those same cast of characters, uh, Larry Davis and and Mason's been so consistent for you. But then you throw in Eddie. It it looked like, to me, Eddie has earned himself some additional minutes than than he
2: received against him. What what does he kind of add to the mix with your veteran group? Eddie's very, very technical on the ball. And he's one guy I can really trust to, to get the ball to his feet find the individuals who are making the appropriate runs, and then actually hit a very well-given pass out of it. And he, Eddie's not the most agile, but what he does, is he's really, really strong. He's great on his feet, and like I said, with the ball on his feet. So when you get guys like Mason and Larry and Kyle and Trace, guys who can just run off of him, well, let's give the ball to Eddie, let everyone step to him, and then we just attack the space. We open mm-hmm. up from everyone stepping to, to him.
0: It- and you use the words there, coach. Attack and space. Y'all play a beautiful brand of soccer. I mean, these guys can can really go. I was picking on Cody Stagner over there, Trace, in the way that he attacks the soccer man i mean he looks like football out here on friday night he brings that kind of mentality and a certain swagger that this group has coach kind of speak to that we were able to cover y'all's match a year ago and it looks like the confidence
2: in this group now is at a different level yeah it's uh, confidence i think is definitely the word and that's that's one thing i try to have the guys do is no matter what you do do it at 100 miles an hour be confident because if you make a mistake that's natural that's happening it's in life it's not only on the soccer field, but but in general. Like I said, it's life. Um, when we play, we are a very possession-based team and, and I try to get them to open up. And if you come you know, to practices, it, it'll seem like I'm pulling my hair out at times, but it's utilize the space you have because you have a lot more than you actually think. And my philosophy is, if you're looking long, you'll see short and, you know, everything in between. But if you're looking short, you'll never actually see what's out there. And, and these guys definitely, um, I think, take it to heart. And, you know, they definitely apply everything I'm doing. So it's it's great when you have an idea and you have this philosophy, but then you have everyone bought into the system and everyone wants to, you know, apply everything. And then it, it just makes for moments like the district the season and right now. And like you said, coming from last year, right, we, we kind of – let everyone down come the third round playoffs uh, against PRC last year. We didn't really play our way, and we didn't do the things we needed to. And the boys said, hey, we're on a mission this year. And it's been that for since December. We lost one game since November. So,
0: Coach, I'll get you out on here. You got the ice bath, but I will yeah. ask you this. The home support, uh, they tuck up uh, next to the press box. They were right near where Ricky and I were able to call it. Those last three or four rows are a special group of oh, fan yeah. support. I imagine that's parents uh, and some supporters that have been through the thick and the thin with the program. How cool yeah. is it to see them be able to enjoy this?
2: It's, I absolutely love you know the parents and the fans to death. It's I'm a big believer in the community is, is what makes the sports, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's football or soccer or baseball or b- basketball, pick community and, and its involvement in sports is something that I don't think is really second to none. We, you know, support boys and girls on both sides. Everyone's diehard pick unit's it's not diehard, this diehard that it's, it's pick you at the end of the day. And yeah, like you said, it it's uh, fans definitely been through thick and thin, you know, there's sometimes they absolutely love me and sometimes they absolutely, <laughs> absolutely hate me. And but they stick by and they, they've bought in. You know, my I have a pillar system where it's the three pillars, players, parents and coaches. And without one of those, the whole system falls. Mm. And these guys have definitely been strong and, and staying late where we practice from, you know, seven o'clock at night to nine o'clock at night. So mm. now we're after school. So they put in the time and effort and they definitely deserve as much thanks, you know, as the pl- pl- players get or that, you know, I get. So they're, they're definitely a crucial part. And, Coach, we
0: get another one here on Saturday
2: night? Yep, yep. Uh, Time is to be determined right now. Uh, We'll be playing Long Beach, so three-time back-to-back-to-back state championship. So, I mean, we definitely have our hands full with that. And I I think that's kind of the game the the boys want is if you beat Long Beach, you deserve to be at South State. There's there's no doubt in my mind about it. Um, And it's going to be challenging. I'm not going to say it's easy. They're a quality team, quality players, quality coach, and we've got to rise to the occasion and hopefully we bring a lot of this confidence in there and and step up and do our jobs
0: yeah and i'd employ our listeners i'm born and raised in picayune mississippi Mm -hmm. one of the bigger matches that we've ever hosted here Mm -hmm. and it'll have a lot of eyes in the soccer world across the state on this second round matchup
2: yeah no it definitely uh definitely does and you know i've i've been in contact with a bunch of the college coaches around the area and just in the state in general about a lot of these guys um junior and senior class and they definitely deserve the recognition but you talk Bringing Long Beach here, like you said, there's going to be a lot of eyes because there's a lot of uh, good players on both sides of the field who who are going to step in and and play, and it'll be definitely a game to watch. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, Coach. Yeah, man. Thank you.
3: The Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology make highland community hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby so call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you
2: it feels good to buy local whether you're supporting your community's small businesses family-owned restaurants or farm bureau insurance the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect
4: what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Poppleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazand, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi.
0: Now we have the honor of visiting with Coach Lorenzo Wright over at Pascagoula. And by all accounts, Coach Wright has the number one team in the state. 26 and 1 is what I've got their record. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but have won 26 in a row. Have not lost since that first ball game in early November. Coach Thanks for taking time for the podcast.
3: Uh, thank you for having
0: me, Coach. An impressive group, man. I've gotten a um, a chance to see your group play a couple different times, and it's just it's really kind of staggering at uh, the waves that you can send it, folks. The ways that you can get buckets from a lot of different spots. Tell our listeners about your club. Uh, you
3: know, we're twenty six to one, as you stated. Um, we're, we're, we're pretty athletic. Uh, we shoot the ball really well at times. Uh, but I think our biggest staple is probably our defense. Um, we pride ourselves on the defensive end and, uh, we really get after you. Uh, when we, that's when we're, we're really, really good is when we able to apply a lot of defensive pressure. And, uh, we, we flourish in the open court. So, uh, we can hit you with a, a bunch of threes, some, some nights, uh but most of the nights we're pretty athletic and, and fun to watch in the open court.
0: Coach, it's hard for me to to talk about the pressure that y'all apply, not to bring up a guy I played with. You probably just missed him. Uh but Sylvester Stubbs at Pickune was a guy that as soon as it was inbounded uh to the opposing guard, he'd walk with him for for the full length of the court and harass him every dribble. I, I was a teammate of Sylvester's. I, I just appreciated the way he played. And, man, this is the highest compliment I could give. It's like you've got five of Sylvester's stubs. I mean, every oh, wow. dribble is molested from that side. And, I man, it is contested and just – it's tough. I, I, I did not envy being a pick and guard the other night watching them try to get into their sets against your defense
3: yeah and like i said we can make it hard for you uh make it hard when we when all five are really getting after it um and they and they we do a great job of funneling the thing down to marquise and uh the big player Our post and uh he, he's able to block some shots and he, he's able to clean up the glass for us and uh our I, I problem I, the, the best thing about us is our best defender probably also our best player which is uh which is Dory McMillan. Uh, he really guards well, man. He he's a two-way guy that really gets after. And nothing to take take anything away from the other guys that guard, but uh, he's man, he's been doing it for four years now, and it's he, just it's gonna when he when he leaves, it's gonna be tough to replace. So he's probably our, again, he's probably our best defender to start off with.
0: And what impressed me the other night, uh, Coach Wright, is his shot wasn't necessarily going. But that never affected his effort on the defensive end. That's a quick way to kind of win me over. Uh, the points came later. I believe it was Rich that carried y'all for a bit while while his jumper wasn't going in. But you would never be able to tell by the way he rebounded and defended. It it didn't affect his effort at all. Yeah,
3: you're you're absolutely right. Like he never gets uh, he never gets really. He doesn't. Hardly, I say he hardly ever gets rattled. Um, and he's he's he prides himself on the defensive end. Uh, he always wants to guard the best players, and uh, he really gets gets after it.
0: Coach, when you look at your coaching career, you played in, in Gulfport in, in the mid-'90s there, and then were able to go on and uh, play at Nichols State, which says plenty about you as a player. You played for Coach Caldwell, who's, of course, a legend in that uh, mm-hmm. coaching tree that is Gulfport. Tell us about the impact that he's had on your career and other coaches along the way that you may want to mention.
3: Well, just the port way period uh, has has a whole impact on my coaching style. Now uh, we use a lot of things that Coach Jenkins actually hmm. implemented. Uh,
0: Why yesterday. not, right, Coach? He's got here. his name. He's got oh, yeah. his name on the oh, gym yeah. for a reason. Over that way, correct?
3: Exactly, exactly. Uh, and it starts with that grading system. Um, the grading system is something that my guys love. Um, it's kind of like they they compare it now to uh, the rating system of uh, on the two K two K players NBA two K. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they always they always interested to see interested to see what what their their rating was or their grade was for that particular night. And there's, there's an overall summary sheet that we tend to share with them uh, after every five games. So that that gets them to come uh, competing and competing against each other and with each other to see who who's going to grade out the highest that night or who's mm-hmm. going to have the highest grade for the season. So. Um, that part was an influence on me. Coach Caldwell's influence on me uh, on some of the sets that I run. I, I still remember some of the box sets that we ran when I was in high school. Uh, that that he ran that I, I, I used to, to this day. Um, and then Coach Broussard at Nickel State, uh, he was my 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 college coach, and uh, with, with our full court man presses with with uh, that I used that I took away from him, and um, just. Learned a lot from him as far as the hard work and dedication that it takes to be a head coach, and uh, each opportunity that I've had along the way, I've kind of taken taking things taking things from some people. Um, and then when I worked under Coach, coach uh, Ricky Stone hmm. for about uh, five years, uh, when we were at Harrison Central and that Gulfport, uh, the the three two matchup is what I you know I, I kind of stole from him, and I tend to use to this day along with some of his offensive sets. So. Uh, those guys have been the guys that kind of have guided me along my path that you know the reason I guess the reason why I'm successful
0: coach you had me go down a rabbit hole looking at some mid nineties uh coach basketball and I can't think about that time period without okay. thinking of uh Michael degru and Earl flowers is that who oh, Coach yeah. stone coached at the he coached at Harrison Central at a that, point did he uh, have them or no uh
3: that was Coach Webb at Howard uh, ah, okay. Central that coached uh, okay. Michael DeGruy. Coach Carl actually coached them for, uh, I think, their freshman and sophomore year. Or their sophomore, Yeah, their sophomore year. And he uh, ended up coming to Gulfport his junior and senior
4: year.
0: They were some bad dudes, man. Like, I can remember them hitting that, you know, we got to see your group and Kelly Wise Memorial the other night, and it was just... Back in those nine that was an electric atmosphere. Which you brought out an electric atmosphere. I was impressed with the Picayune, uh fan base the other night, and, and when that game was close, that was a good atmosphere. But um, the the Grew and Flowers that was a uh, brutal combination oh, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Coach, yeah, tell...
3: That, that, those were the great days. Those were ninety, you know, mid nineties. Uh, Michael the groove man was unbelievable. Earl Flowers was, was unbelievable. And then it had one. The best kept secret. Um, He was he was talented. Had a really smooth game to him, and that Harrison Central team was really good for like uh, the whole entire time that Michael DeGruy was there. They were always in contention to win
1: the state.
0: They really were. And then he'd flip over and uh, go pitch on the baseball. (laughs) Man, he was he was just some kind of uh, special guy. And then I was telling you about the the guys coming after you at Gulfport and Seneca Taylor and, and Rod Davis and, and how special oh, yeah. how special they were. That was uh that was some good basketball and really from from a guy like me and look, I'm gonna be honest with y'all who pick you and beat y'all on Friday night, you can appreciate <laughs> <laughs> you can appreciate that. But it's cool to see a team like this kind of carry the banner across the state and the whole coast can be proud of what y'all are doing, coach.
3: But well, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, we've been, you know, it's, it's 26 in a row. But you know, we've really been taking a one-game approach at it, and we understand we're getting teams' best shots. And it's just we're just real fortunate enough to be able to come away with with a win each night so far. So we look to continue that trend on Friday uh, against Picayune, and which uh, you know we expect a really good good game on Friday night out of Picayune because. Uh,
0: Coach, do I have you? Yeah, I'm still here. Coach, when you, I looked at a, a couple videos circulating on social media. Tell us about the atmosphere that was. I guess it's been a week ago now with Moss Point. I know that's got to be a rival uh, ball game. You, I, I, y'all kind of stole the page out of what I'm seeing in some Division One gyms with the DJ on, on site. Man, that looked like a, a, a really cool scene. I guess it was a week ago.
3: Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable. Uh, it was probably, the, no doubt about it, it was the best uh, atmosphere that I've probably coached in in my entire coaching career. Uh, if, if I was playing, it would have been the best atmosphere I've been in as a player. Um, it was completely different. Uh, wall-to-wall, uh, great music. Uh, the crowd was really into it. And uh, the guys, my guys, really put on a show. Um, just, just got after it defensively and and, and uh, really, really gave the people what they wanted to see, which was you know great basketball.
0: Coach, along that same line, it seems like your guys truly enjoy watching each other do well. There was a a, a picture you had on on one of your socials where. The shots in the air, um, and the team—he's taking a shot from the wing. He's in front of his own bench, and the whole bench is just pulling for their teammate. That was just a, a for a basketball gym rat like myself, man. That that filled me up. That that was good to see. Like, hey, it, it's not it's not me that shot it. I'm over here on a bench, but I'm pulling like heck for my teammate. That's gotta uh, gotta fill you up with a certain pride, huh, Coach?
3: Oh, it, it definitely does, uh, and, and that, those guys are really genuine when they when it comes down to it. Because, um, you know, we played uh, back at Christmas, around, right around Christmas time, we played in the Boston Invitational, and we had a guy that, uh, that that's a blue guy, Chris North. That uh, he hadn't really been struggling, but he's just kind of flown underneath the radar, and uh, he would get you about six or eight, or you know, he guards your best player. He he rebounds. He does all the little things. He gets assists. He plays about four or five four positions for you, four or five positions for you during the game. And that particular night, he had uh, he got the MVP. Um, and everybody on the team knows he's a great kid, great guy. Um, and he got the MVP that night, and everybody celebrated it, celebra- celebrated the fact that he got it because he earned it because he's so underneath the radar. Um, and then you know you talk about the picture uh, the other night. Uh, with Mario uh, to Mario shooting the ball and everybody on the bench, the starters were, uh, were the guys on the bench that were standing up cheering him on. that's just what those guys are about. Um, they cheer for the, the guys on the bench that come off the bench cheer for the starters and the starters come off the bench when they come off and they sit on the bench uh, you know if we've kind of gotten a nice lead or whatever they they will cheer their own teammates on. so you know that's kind of what we are, we're all about.
0: Coach, I, where I set up to to do the broadcast is the same area where the visiting team, which were y'all that night, come over and get taped by the trainer, there and and your guys to a man were so respectful uh, to me. I genuinely enjoyed uh, a lot of the conversation, and you had a football player who wasn't back uh, with y'all for your long. Uh, loss and he's sitting there getting taped and I'm kind of giving a guy next to me my pregame spiel about y'all's long loss was uh, without a football guy and I thought he was listening to music (laughs) but he was actually listening to me and it was a cute moment coach he pulled that earbud off and said that was me I make a difference (laughs) and and look he did (laughs) he was in your starting lineup that night I believe his name was uh Tylan Wilson and he was uh yeah he was fun to watch man
3: Oh, yeah. Tyler's a great kid, a uh, sophomore. Uh, he's a young kid now. He's a sophomore, uh, plays free safety out there on the football field on Friday nights, and he's playing center. Uh, he's actually our backup. He, you know, we had a guy out that night, and, um, he, he was a starter that night, and he played, he played lights out. Um, and he, he, is a, he's another guy that's a kind of a glue guy that plays at least two positions for us, and, um, he, he, He's all about it. He just wants to win at the end of the day.
0: He was funny, Coach, because looking at at your roster, you're a broadcaster dream on most nights because it looks like you start one through five on your roster. And I mm-hmm. said, normally they're going to start one through five, and he must have knew or had an inclination because he kind of looked, he said, not nah tonight. So he, he must have knew he was getting <laughs> that start. now and he took full advantage of it. And it was all oh, yeah. of your guys had kind of a – not, a, not a, a brash, not rub you the wrong way, but they all carry themselves with a certain confidence beforehand, and, and I could appreciate mm-hmm. it. So, you've done a good job with your group, coach. Thank you. Thank you.
3: I appreciate it.
0: Coach, if you're going to make the run that I know y'all are wanting to make, what's one or two things that you think you have to do uh, better or maybe approve upon as we get into higher states ball games?
3: I think you, you still have to get find a way to get better defensively. Uh, we still have to shoot the ball really well. Uh, be a little bit more patient on offense sometimes. And um, I, I think the biggest thing I think the key is going to be the bench. So if we can have a bench that will uh, that will will carry us if we ever need them. To you know, if we ever get a fire situation, that would be that would be huge.
0: Y'all remind me a bit of watching Picky Maroon Tide football that you could go in a half and even if they're close, you can kind of whisper to your guys, yeah, but they're going to be wore out because y'all play so many guys and play so yeah. tough. You've got to feel like even if it's close at half, just watching some of y'all scores too. There's been some games where it's kind of tight at the half and then y'all walk away from people with just the amount of guys and the pressure you can apply.
3: Yeah, and I I think that comes down to the bench. Um, And then the fact that those guys um, have been in tough situations already and that they've been in tough games. So uh, those tough games, that that rough schedule early has paid off for us here. And I think it'll – I'm hoping hoping it'll pay off for us come playoff time.
0: Well, I have a feeling it will. Coach, thanks again for taking time for us, man, Continue. Um, success and and keep carrying yourselves the way that y'all are. We appreciate it uh, representing uh, Coast Basketball.
3: Yes, I appreciate you having us on again.
0: Thank you, Coach
2: Wright. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300.
1: Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are! And that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get the speed you need with the service you deserve. Sign up today at CoastConnect.com. Coast Connect, powered by Coast Electric. Now joining the
0: podcast is Evan Nicholson, head baseball coach of the Picune Maroon Tide.
5: Evan, welcome to the show. I appreciate it, Clay. Thanks for having me.
0: Evan, when we look at this year as we're actually taping this, uh, we've got a good look at the Kirk, man, it's looking um, great. It's a beautiful day. You've got, um, is it jamboree baseball? Is that fair to call it? What do we call this weekend baseball? <laughs>
5: yeah, I mean, it's a jamboree. It's, uh, we'll play this weekend in Biloxi. It's uh you can only play four innings, four inning games, so um, that's what we got this weekend, so we, we call it the jamboree. So,
0: Evan, this year you're um, senior heavy. You've got seven seniors on your roster. Those guys represent a ton of innings. Um, RBIs, run scores, all the major uh, statistics that you look at when you're looking at a baseball team, uh, these guys bring that back with them. What type of expectation? And then, of course, along with expectation comes pressure. What does that kind of have? This This feel is we're only, as, as we talk,
5: just a few days away from them taking the field. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's definitely an expectation uh, that comes along with having a team, you know, that has seven seniors um, where we didn't lose anyone um, besides Peyton uh, last year. So we're returning just about everyone. And, you know, when you got seven seniors and, and really, you know, five, and, five to six of those guys have played fresh, as freshmen, sophomores. Um, Landon Watts came on the scene last year, uh, called as a junior. Um, so it's 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 not only are we, do we have seven seniors, a lot of them, you know, have a lot of at bats and a lot of experience. So anytime you got that, I think the expectations are high. Um, I think um, you know I get text messages throughout the day. I think the community's excited about a team, you know, with some experience like this. So um, it's fun, you know. Uh, you know, you have got just about every, you know on paper. You know, we we can pitch, we can run, uh, we can hit. Uh, we, we're going to play good defense. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of with seniors, just kind of keeping them grounded, um, you know, the humility aspect of it, because this this game will humble you if you don't uh, show up and put the work in every day. So so for me, that's kind of what it's been, keeping them level-headed, um, and they've been great. You know, they come out ready to work every day. So, so that's kind of where we're at doing that and, 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 and trying to stay healthy.
0: I'm a stats guy, and that's kind of what we led with and talked about um, some of that production. But down the line uh, in Kurt's Corner the other night, Justin Heron, a, a father of Ian Heron, who's on your club, made an interesting point when I kind of talked about the production came in, coming back. He said, you know, with that many seniors, though, Evan, one thing you can't put on paper is leadership. Like, And you would think that's naturally going to be filled with that many seniors. But where do you think the leadership and that um, – that kind of spirit—that's something that Peyton certainly brought uh, to the table last year as a senior.
5: Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, leadership is something I just—you you, got to learn. Um, so you know, you may could may be born, I guess, with leadership qualities, but I think leadership qualities are learned. And um, you know, Peyton definitely has some leadership qualities. But you know, this—that's kind of coming in. You know, we—we we, that was a question mark. You know, who was going to step up and kind of and kind of lead? You know, with the senior group, they've kind of all been buddies kind of, you know, growing up together and, and you know, so you, they've never really had to, I guess, take on a leadership role with, amongst each other. Um, so it's, that's been one struggle throughout the spring a little bit, you know, certain guys on certain days, um, you know, showing up and being the leader. But, I mean, you know, it's hard to name one guy. You know, you've got, you've got guys like Kyler King who shows up every single day, does everything the right way. Um, you know when he's going, you know we kind of fall in line and and you know but it's but you can't just put it on him because you've got your you know your two arms that's pitched the majority of your innings and Brady and uh, Tanner, you know and then Morgan just to kind of the, Morgan and Jamie are kind of your silent little leaders you know so and then and then Porter man Landon Watts he's really come on as kind of like the uh, the voice. If that makes sense, if you if you come come to practice, um, he's kind of the guy that's been you know step stepping up, saying no, this is how we do, you know this is how we're going to do things, and you know looking back a couple years ago, you wouldn't have really have thought that. So, um, but you know, I think if all them guys can kind of gel together and, and lead lead uh, you know in their own way, uh, just this thing can go. So.
0: Evan, you'll correct me if I'm wrong because you're going to know the history more specific. But I don't remember a team, and it's similar to the football side of things, that have already uh, had a commitment to move on and play. As as many a numbers on on one roster as this current group, it's been a long time. I know that um, that team that won a state championship years ago, I know that we had some move on and play. But I don't know if it's going to be the number that matches this and you talk about the, the level-headedness and, and staying humble and the challenge in that, but correct me if I'm wrong, Evan, this is a, a big group of folks when you throw in Cooper Moreau as a as a junior that's already got um, some offers out there and already made some commitments.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're right. I mean, this is, a, this is a group that, you know, you've already got four committed, five committed now with Mo. Um, Mo's going to kick and play baseball now. And you know, Jamie's going to be a college baseball player somewhere. And then really, all all, uh, all the juniors that are playing, Justin and Petey, and or just yeah, Justin and Petey and Cooper. I mean, uh, you know, Braxton may end up getting a shot late. You never know. I mean, but there there's some there's a lot of talent on the field. Um, you know, in 2020 we had four. You know, with Turnage and Ladette and Luke Smith and those guys, Chad Dudenheffer um but besides that that year you know you got to go back all the way i mean <laughs> besides with you know one or two you know 2009 my you know we had a bunch we had probably i think five guys go on to the next level um so it's fun you know it's fun to to have a team that with that type of talent and not only that type of talent these kids show up every day like when you got here today there's three sure. of them there's three of them hitting the cage you know so they're they're you know they're excited and they're they're putting in work yeah and I- it's
0: not lost on me. I'm getting a chance to, in full, I guess, disclosure. I've got a son in the program as a seventh grader. And so I'm getting to spend a lot of time at the ballpark. And there's some of them uh, that it's hard to beat here. And then they're going to hang around longer than you. And so as a coach, that's got to fill you with a certain sense of pride.
5: Oh, no doubt. I mean, we talk about, you know, punching a time clock you know, putting the sweat in the bucket and, and all those cliches. We, we talk about all that stuff and, you know, our practices are pretty intense. Um, you've been here, um, you know, we, we, we go hard for two and a half hours. And, you know, to watch these kids, you know, e- even if it's not in the cage, you know, taking an ice bath, um, any, whatever, you know, just to get their bodies right, um, you know, seeing the investment that they're making, um, it make, you know, you get excited as a coach, so.
0: Coach, when you come in with this much experience, the lineup card probably at this time is normally, for a high school coach, a bit in, in question. You may you have yours kind of already carved out, but let's talk, away, talk about uh, your position, folks. I'm not going to ask you to give them all, but some spots that you're looking at um, to potential. You mentioned Jamie. I'm going to steal that one uh, from you, just watching him practice, watching him in the maroon and white game on Friday, if eyes aren't open to him, uh, Jamie Lumpkin at second base, I think is going to have a a tremendous year. But talk about who has to hit well in this lineup and who has to defend. Maybe like you've already seen him defend
5: or improve a bit in the field. Oh yeah, well I'll start with Jamie. You 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 mentioned him. I mean I I tell you know he's the one of the seniors that didn't committed. Doesn't have an offer anywhere. And when these college coaches call me, I tell them my second baseman's my spark. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's our leadoff hitter. Um, that's how we're going to start, start this thing. He's going to, you know, continue to be up there at the top. Um, and, 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 you know, honestly, when he's when he's right and he's got a great attitude, we go. Um, but, no, you you know, you got him and Kyler in the middle. Um, that's one of the best defensive, you know, mm. middle infield, you know, guy, the tandems you're going to see. Um, you know, and you know, as a, as a coach, you want to have a strong middle. And with Porter or landing behind the plate, them two in the middle, and then Petey in center. Um, Petey played a lot last year. I mean, that's, that's a pretty strong middle um, as going into it. Um, you know, on the corners, there's some there's some options there. Um, Mo Mo's healthy. Um, he's going to be back at first base uh, for the most part. Um, you know, he's a very good defensive first baseman, and as far as Hitting, I mean, he's probably one of the best bat-to-barrel guys around. Um, and then Cooper, Cooper's started third last year for the most most part. When he pitched, uh, you know, Braxton Carter played some over there. Um, so they're 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 competing right there. Um, you know, Coop's going to get his going to get the first nod, and you know. Uh, I th- I think I think he's going to have a big year offensively for sure, and you know, uh, but there's some options right there. You know, when Coop Coop pitches for us, you know, Braxton Colt Robertson, uh, he played some shortstop last year. He can slide over there and play some third base because he's going to play shortstop too when when Kyler's on the mound. So, um, and then in the corner spots, I mean, Justin came on last year in the outfield. Uh, you know, I think he he set probably the first seven games. Um, and gave him a shot, and he didn't come out. And he actually hit leadoff for us for a couple weeks. Um, so he, he's, out, he's out there, and then you got in right field, you know, when Brady ain't pitching, Tanner ain't pitching, both of them can go out there. Um, Brunson Stock still did a great job for us. He'll be back after basketball season. Um, and then we got, some, we got some guys buying for some, some, some playing time, man, like uh, Turner Pugh. Uh, you, right now he can't get out, so um, he, he's swinging it well. We're going to have to find somewhere for him to play if he keeps hitting. Um, Landon Franklin moved in from Texas. back. He moved back. He's had a great spring. Um, we've kind of bounced him around the infield, put him in the right field, kind of, you know, because I think, you know, if he swings it, we're going to have to find somewhere for him to play. Um, so there's some guys right there on, on the brink, you know, really pushing to play, um, and it's, 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 it's fun. It's fun to watch.
0: Coach, when you look at it and you're all that you're mentioning there adds up to be depth and competition at spots, even with this heavy senior class and, and the guys underneath that are pushing and prodding. That's really what pick baseball has kind of been built on through the years when it's a, a, a good club is, is that competition. And just even in the cage rounds, the way that you and uh, Coach Gatt and, and Coach Walt and Coach uh, T push the guys, whether it be in the cage or in their pins, it's nice to have competition, right, Coach? I mean, we yeah. talk about this group now as seniors, but there were certainly some growing pains oh, when not—I hate the term—a lack of competition. But
5: I'm gonna keep it, it real when they play as ninth graders. That's exactly so. I mean, there's, now there's you time, see the other side of it. I mean, there's times they're on the—you know—you're looking on the like you know they're ninth, tenth graders playing, and you're looking down the bench. Who can I, <laughs> who can I, you know, put in and give skiv- try to give us something, you know, and that and you know. Baseball's, you know, baseball. You're gonna go through spells where you're not hitting, and you know, different things like that. So it's good to have those guys on the bench that you can roll out there and um, kind of, you know, give a different look and and, and kind of push some guys. Coach, when you look at it, district play, and maybe it missed me.
0: Um, I've been paying attention to high school baseball for a good while now, but I don't remember. And I know it's new, but most new things in high school athletics have been cycled through. But I, I miss this cycle the first time, three district games in a week. Mm-hmm. That's uh, certainly different, as I've stated. But it should help a club like ours with, with our depth going in. I know a coach hates to hear that. But you're set up when you look at district play and getting into three very valuable games in a week of play.
5: Yeah, um, I've never had. I've never coached. I've been doing this 12 years, and I've never – uh, coached uh, a district series where it's three district games in a week, um, but but I'm kind of looking forward to it. Uh, I think it, it kind of levels the playing field for people. You know, you can't just run one arm out there, win two games um, type thing. Um, and you know, if I had to go into a year with you know having to do it, I mean, this is on paper. You know, this isn't a bad situation. Um, you know, we got to stay healthy and. And then some guys need to step up. Um, you know we're we're going to rely on on some guys that haven't had as many that many innings on the mound. You know uh, I've ran Braxton Carter out of, out there. All the inner squads you've seen. Um, he he got the he started on the maroon and white game. He's going to start this weekend. Um, he he's a guy that I you know I think can help us on the mound. So we're just going to keep running him out there. Um, Cooper Cooper got some playoff innings last year, but other than that. It already started a Tuesday night game against Van Cleve. But um, other than that, he hasn't really pitched many district games. So he, when he's right, when he gets healthy, we're going to run him out there. Colt, Colt was a Saturday night guy. So those three guys right there, you know, they're kind of going to you know, fight for that, that third starter spot. Um, and then we'll see how it goes. And if we stay healthy, you know, it kind of, you know, I feel like we have the arms to, to, to compete as good as anybody.
0: Yeah, I was in the corner for most of the maroon and white game, but then snuck around uh, to go visit with a buddy of mine, Josh Robertson, behind the plate, and I was just in time to see Kyler and Landon throw from behind. And Evan, I didn't see him throw anything flat or straight, not one pitch. Mm-hmm. I, uh, my son, as I mentioned, is in seventh grade. I tried to buy him a set of golf clubs on the way home. <laughs> I was like, look, if this is what it is to hit high school baseball, but – so you've got some arms that um, are sitting back there waiting to close it out or, or to be able to manipulate some stuff. How fun is that as a coach?
5: Yeah, it's a lot different from the, from the yeah. past three years. You know, uh, you know Brady, you know, he kind of carried us last year, um, Tanner – you know, was hurt and then got healthy late. Brady was dealing with some stuff late. So they kind of flip flopped towards the end, you know, where Brady was carrying us in the beginning. Brady, uh, Tanner started carrying us at the end. So not having to ride those two maybe so early will help, you know, have give them some longevity. And, and so they're fresh for the end. Um, and guys, like I mentioned before, plus Kyler. You know, we used Kyler and in, in, at the back end of games last year, it worked out good. He was on the mound for when we won the district. He he closed out a couple of playoff games, so um, it, it's good to have that in your back pocket. You know, and uh, Landon, man, he, he nobody really got to see him throw last year, and honestly, he probably would have had a little coming out party on the mound last year if Morgan wouldn't have got hurt. Um, we didn't have anybody to catch him last year, so so he couldn't. He I think he threw like three innings, maybe. Um, so, you know, he's he's un, got an offer to go pitch in college, and he's he's looked really good um, this fall, and, all fall really, and into the spring. Um, you know, you just got to limit the wear and tear on his body because he's going to catch. And um, but it's good to have those those arms on the back end, uh, and it gives us some longevity.
0: You mentioned injuries, uh, Coach. That's a nasty word uh, when you're preparing for a season. But a guy who's been able to battle back, you mentioned it on the first go-through, but I wanted to go back and talk about Morgan could taste an absolute great year last year. How much does that help him? Is he I mean, I see him day in, day out. He looks 100% to me. He kind of looks better, actually, with a little extra thump to him. Um but him tasting what that great year could look like, how much you think that affects his senior year?
5: Oh, man, I, I think he's going to have a great year. He He's one of those kids that he, he loves being here every single day. There's not a moment he does not enjoy being here. Um, and I think last year, you know, he handled it good, you know, but he was tearing it up when he got hurt. And um, I think it just kind of added a little more fuel to his fire, you know, just – you know, he's kind of got a little chip on his shoulder. You know, he, he, he didn't get, he don't get the recognition that some of these other guys get. Um, but I mean, he, I think he's going to have a, a, a big year for us because, you know, you sit out a year, I mean, and watch your team make a playoff run. And, you know, it, that hunger, you know, it, it creates a hunger. So we're looking forward to him being healthy and, and seeing what we can do. It gives us a lot more length in that lineup. There ain't no doubt. Coach,
0: the other teams, particularly in your district and kind of what you may know about them and what you're willing to disclose on a reported, uh, on a recorded podcast here, but uh, competition in this district baseball-wise, Hancock, uh, not an unfamiliar foe, but one that's going to be mean more than just facing them in a jamboree or on Saturday. So just kind of tell our listeners in, in this new district setup
5: who we need to be aware of. <laughs> well, I mean... Baseball is a funny game, man. Like, you know, playing three games in a week, you know, you, you, you want to win every game, but really going into it, you're saying, hey, I want to win the series. Because if, if you win the series, you know, you're setting yourself up pretty good. Um, but the district, you know, yeah, Hancock, George County, Gula, uh, West Harrison, Long Beach. Um, the thing about all of them is they're all very, coached very well. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of older coaches with Brandon Davis and David Marsland and DeWitt, um, those guys are going to know they know how to win baseball games they know how to apply pressure they know you know the other team's weaknesses and how to how to try to expose them um, so you know you can expect them to be fundamentally sound and um, all three of them all three of those teams are going to pitch it well I don't know much about Gula um, we haven't played them in a couple years um, I know they've always got some athletes they got a kid over there right now I can't remember his name off the top of my head but I know he's a he's a heavy recruit um, and then You know, Long Beach, uh, Garrett does a great job over there, and they they always have some some kids, you know. um, I I know they graduated a lot, so I really don't know much about them as well. But um, that's one thing, man. Everybody in this district, we talk, all all these coaches talk, and, you know, we kind of know, um, we know that every team is going to play hard and be ready to go. So, you know, just on Tuesday and Friday and Saturday, we just got to be ready to go and just, you know, play hard, stir the dust up. When it settles, we'll see what happens. Coach, you're a baseball, uh,
0: not only as your occupation, but I I really appreciate guys that dive into it uh, after the fact, when they're not just getting paid to like it. Doing what I do, you'll run across some coaches and, and some guys that really like to do it when they're on the clock, so to speak, but then they have other hobbies that they, but I know you're a baseball guy. The atmosphere here at the Kirk for this type of team, for the home affairs, kind of give, when, when do we start at home and what does this place need to be like this year, Ev?
5: Yeah, uh, we start at home on February the 24th. It's a Saturday against uh, past Christian. Um, But then after that, I, we, we're on the road, I think like the first six games. And then, you know, after that, that first home game, we're at home, I think, like, six of the next eight or something crazy like that. Weather um, should be good. Yeah. So I appreciate you scheduling it that way. <laughs> Schedule us on the back end when it's warm and yeah. nice. Good job. Yeah. Well, um, I kind of, you know, I, I got to thinking, uh, you know, me and Kurt were talking and after that East Central game we played here, that game two, and we started we was talking about, you know, I don't remember a time, you know, I've been around Peking baseball for the last, I was gone for two years. And I've been around, so, I mean, I remember being on the bleachers watching Richard do a backflip, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that was an electric time. You know, we've had some South State series here. It's been electric. But that game, um, the student body that we've got at Picking right now, I mean, you go to the basketball games, you go to football, the students are bought into what we're doing. And, you know, the, the Coach Mitchell does a great job of, and, and Adam, they do a great job of, um, you know, promoting our kids and, pr- and promoting the athletics and um that that East central game man it was it was it was electric um you know i, I like the music ramped up and mm-hmm. i like i like i like the energy um and and that's what it was and you know i as, that's what you you can expect here i mean these kids are going to play hard uh, i promise you that they're gonna they're gonna take extra bases they're gonna get their faces dirty they're gonna uh, do everything they can to win games and you know, I just I think it's going to be a fun place to be,
0: Coach Mitchell, a high school principal. um We spoke to her. We must have been here. Meet the Tide started at five. I know me; I was probably out here four thirty. She was here. Then she posted a picture later on social media, and I know at what point that was. That was the bottom
5: half of the end. So she was here early, left late. That means a lot. Absolutely, and you know. Uh, I've never been anywhere else, so it's kind of hard for me to say. But I do have a lot of friends that are, that that you know I, I've I've made coaching in the coaching ranks, and um, you hear them complaining about their principal or you know it's just little things here and there. And I I I can't be more blessed to you know work at a place where you know people are bought into what you're doing. Um, you know people support what you're doing. I mean from 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 Coach Mitchell to. Um, Adam and and, and all of them to the, the faculty, um you know. So it, it's a good, it's a fun thing. I mean, you can go to you can go to the soccer game tonight. You can yeah. go in, anywhere. And Adam's gonna be there. Yeah. That's okay. That was the oh, first yeah.
0: thing I didn't see him, at, and I'm
5: I think he had a <laughs> basketball game that
0: night. I was looking yeah. for him. I said, "Where's Adam?" And then I
5: knew he had another event. Yeah, so. I, mean, it, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's it. Really, is a school, you know, a, a school wide thing. You know? Um, you know, the cheerleaders are going to the nat- uh, nationals. You know, I see them in the hallway. I'm telling them good luck. You know, it's it's a it's a cool vibe, uh like atmosphere vibe. Got Coach Gatt's word vibe that we've got going on. Um, coach Fagan hates that word, but um, <laughs> well, he's all skiing anyway, yeah, right? Yeah, coach? He, he's gonna be gone <laughs> for the next week and us. a half. So, but man, it, it, it's a good thing. And when you got an administration that that supports it, it it's it makes that much sweeter. I appreciate your coach. Absolutely,
1: thanks, man. Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picune Bank. With four branches in Picune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in DeKeel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank.
0: Go visit Heron Ford located on Memorial Boulevard in Picayune, Mississippi. They are your proud local Ford Lincoln dealer. Whether you're looking for a used car or a new car, or if you have service needs, visit Herring Ford once again located on Memorial Boulevard in Picayune, Mississippi now joining the podcast coach michael avalon as he begins his eighth season at pearl river community college and what a run he has had there! back-to-back 45 win season for coach avalon you parlay that with a national title back in 2022 an awesome start for coach avalon if you can even call it a start after eight years in some ways he feels like he's been there for longer than that but that's why i want to start coach back to that first season it was a 28 and 19 first season for you there at pearl river can we kind of walk back and kind of thought thought processes to see what has maybe changed about you as a coach and what has stayed the same but let's look back at that first season
4: right absolutely and and i'm glad you refer to that first season because it was such a special season and special group for me Um, i played at holmes community college in, in college and um was fortunate to make a regional down at Pearl River when they were number one in the country and I remember walking in my sophomore year to the regional thinking, man, this place is just different. It's got a different you know, different atmosphere, different feel and I thought, man, if I'm ever lucky enough to coach you I sure would love to and, you know, here we are and, and I can remember that first year and one thing that's so special about that group was, you know, Jones at the time was forty four and two and they were rocking along. They had just come off a national championship and uh, you know, that first group bought in from day one and, and really worked on setting our foundation and we went over to the regional at, at Jones that year and were able to knock them off at their place. And I, I you know, out of out of all the accomplishment, that's one that still uh, is so strong for this program. That's where it all started, you know, eight years ago. Uh, and I'm very thankful for that. But but what's changed since then? I don't think anything's changed. I think something's grown. And that's uh, for me personally, it's just my appreciation for Pearl River and, and and for being the coach here and being a part of this, not just program but this community and this area um that's one thing i tell our players all the time is that if you appreciate something uh you'll do anything in the world for it and you'll protect it and you'll you'll fight for it you'll love it um and that's that's one thing that i think when people have asked me hey coach what's what's your strength and that's the first thing i go to is just that i want to appreciate where i work and i do that here i want to appreciate the players we get to coach um, You know, the expectations changed here uh, over the years. Now, our expectation from from year one was to compete for a national championship, uh, but I think the outside expectation has changed. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, last year we had to be careful. We had a great year, uh, won 45 games, and sometimes as a coach and and you can make the mistake of thinking, man, you weren't, you know, well, you didn't win the last one. Well, we have to be careful as coaches to make sure that, hey, 45 wins is an (laughs) unbelievable season. They were a great group. Um, and we wanted to accomplish uh, you know a national championship, but it wasn't meant to be, but uh, and I think that's speaking to the expectation that there is, and that's tough sometimes, so uh, I've got to make sure I remind myself, remind our players we're gonna show up every day, work as hard as we can, try to do as good as we can, uh, and let the chips fall where they may.
0: Coach you coach in a state that loves football we're in we're in the south, but the money that is passed out. And the money that is spent on the facilities at your place in particular, but across the state on the state of uh, uh, on baseball is incredible. I mean, it's every year I'm following along and seeing an update to an already beautiful facility there. But can we just kind of talk about the the way that y'all are able to re- receive funds or go get funds and, and continue to to upgrade all at, uh, all facilities there? Dealing with Pearl River Community College baseball.
4: Yeah, I think it. You know, I think it starts at the top with our administration, and um, you know, you talk about culture, and I think that starts at the top with Dr. Burwood and and, and the culture that he's presented for our faculty, our staff, our programs. Um, you know, he supports us, but one of the things that I also really appreciate is he lets us work. Uh, you know, I've been in places where maybe, um, you know. Uh, they don't want you to go out and get support from the community. And I've also been in communities where they don't support it as much as they do here. And that's one thing when I'm, when I mentioned this place being special, that's what I refer to. And you talk about, uh, folks like Barry Harper, and Mr. Dove Herring down there in pick a unit and so many other folks in this community that, that are, have jumped in and helped us, uh, do so many things. Uh, Mr. Pigott with Pigott insurance, he's, he's been a big supporter of ours and I could just keep listing guys, but, uh, it starts with Dr. Brearwood and, and, uh, he sets a vision for this school. We're the, we're the number one fastest growing uh, college in the state of Mississippi, uh, and that trickles down into our sports program. Uh, we just got back from Florida this weekend and, and competed against a lot of really good schools. Uh, and, and I mentioned that because we have a lot of out-of-state schools that come to our stadium, our, our facility, and play, and they're always amazed at how nice things are. Uh, but you look across the state of Mississippi, as you mentioned, it's a you know, these presidents are are competitive, you know, they you know, they want to win. They want to help you win. They expect you to win. And I'm thankful for that uh, expectation of winning. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, but what's more important than the expectation of winning is the fact that they support us uh, and they're willing to help us roll their sleeves up. And if we need something, you know, they make sure we have all the things that we need resources uh, to succeed. Um, but then the culture of this, this place at Pearl River, our basketball teams are killing it. They're, they're both nationally ranked our softball teams, nationally ranked our soccer uh teams, we're nationally ranked our football team. I know they're excited about signing date today and uh all the big time commitments they're getting and the guys that they're gonna turn this program around with next year and so um you know, we're just excited. Again, it's the culture that uh, Doctor Brewin and our administration have set you know, set for us.
0: Yeah, it's awesome to watch, man, and uh Patrick Oaks and his group certainly do a remarkable job of of getting the word out about each and everything that you uh, just mentioned there, Coach. Let's go back to the tournament that you just referenced. That was the Panama City Beach uh, College Baseball Classic that took place, and there was some high-end teams in this deal. Us being one of those, of course, in Pearl River Community College. What was that experience like coach i guess it's their second year to to have this tournament there kind of give us a feel for what it was like
4: yeah it was an incredible experience for our guys Uh, it was a cool experience for me myself you know i'm i'm a baseball guy i've been in the junior college baseball now for over 20 years and uh, one thing you always hear about if you're a junior college baseball player coach is baseball in in texas and florida and they get the Mm -hmm. credit and rightfully so uh, they, those are two of the powerhouse states in, in our country as far as junior college baseball. But we got to go down, and uh, little old Poplarville, Mississippi, little old Pearl River Community <laughs> College went down and competed with some of the, you know, really 16 of the best teams in the country. Uh, we were fortunate to go 3-1. and one. We got beat opening game by the host, uh, Florida Gulf Coast State, uh, who was uh, having an incredible year. I think they're 7 or 8-0 and, and beat 7 or 8 uh <sighs> Top 10 teams. Exactly. So, um, you know, they, they, they made a play more than we did. They beat us 2-1, to one and, and uh, but it was a good game, and it was a great experience for our guys. I want to mention uh, Connor Ware, one of our left-handed pitchers, uh, who signed with LSU and got a lot of uh, draft uh, exposure and, and evaluations. He had 40-plus scouts watching the, the, the opening game. And <laughs> um, why that's important, that's why we go down there, is for that experience, for that pressure, you know, so our guys can um, – put themselves in those situations and have to perform. And I was very, very proud of, of how they performed and, and, and how well they did. We've got to get better. It's only the first week of the season, but uh, uh, that was a really good competition for us to go be involved in and uh, kind of see where we stack up and know where we got to get better and also kind of um, you know stay humble and go to work.
0: Tell me about this, Coach. It's minor in the grand scheme of things. It looked like the playing surface and the atmosphere. I guess I'm going to get in trouble at Coast Electric, but I was sitting at my desk streaming it, uh, taking it all in. Describe to me what it was like for your guys to go back behind chain link fence. Me and my son watched uh, the Bad News Bears movie this weekend. And so kind of tell me what that was like for your guys to uh, get back behind that. that. That was kind of a unique feel to it.
4: Yeah, with, without a doubt, um, you know it was more of your travel ball slash summer ball feel to the to the place. It was a beautiful complex, but sure. it just uh, uh, you know just kind of lacked. You know, had to, you know if you had a press box, most fields didn't have a press box. You just had chain link going around the field. Uh, but the most important thing was it was turf field, so we knew we were going to play. Uh, rain was not an issue. Uh, but I think what made it what special was just the atmosphere. of When you looked around, you knew you had McLennan, Texas. You had. Uh, northwest florida you had chipola you had uh us and meridian down there you had absolutely some of the best teams in the country uh and that set the atmosphere when you when you have two good teams that are about to square off it don't matter if you're playing in a cow pasture or on a mm-hmm. chain link baseball field uh, when you look across and you know you're fixing to get after it with somebody, and they're they're really good, you got to bring your best to have a chance to compete with them. Um, that's 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 all you need, and and uh, that's what we talk to our guys about. No matter where we play, who we play, how we play, we want to play to our standard, and we want to make sure that we play uh, with the best effort and passion that we always can. And uh, I thought for the most part, our, our guys did a did a you know really good job of that. But but it definitely was uh, just getting out of the dugout. You know, <laughs> of us getting out of that little dugout was was uh interesting and uh uh you know we had you know couldn't you you know wear where spikes so there were some uh you know challenges there but uh uh you know we had to wear turf shoes so sure. slipping with a little bit and things but um but man what an incredible experience and we were thankful to be there.
0: One thing I noticed from um from your team coach and several uh it was the opposing uh team in that first ball game and it and it it picks up as we move along as the games have higher stakes. I've, I've been able to watch some junior high baseball lately and, of course, some high school baseball. And something that kind of filters in, into that age group for whatever reason is the cool factor. And you don't hear as much um, talking to teammates, uh, encouraging one another after a pitch. But when I take in y'all's games and on this level, there is no dead air. Like, I mean, a radio guy's going to come out at me. But there is constant communication is that something that's taught and coached up or is that just natural
4: man what a what an interesting question that is and it's a really good one especially for our group that we currently have you know we've all heard the term baseball chatter that's a real thing that's that's something that is very very important and this year with this group that's been one of our uh, struggles or our hurdles that we've worked on um you know, we've got a very quiet group. I've got a, an unbelievable group of guys that are great young men, great people, come from great families. But for the majority, uh, they're 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 kind of quiet. You know, play hard and get after it. That's not my issue. But but we've had to teach them to, to to chatter. We've had to teach them to communicate. We've had to teach them to stay locked in, and that's the reason why the game of baseball. Um, you know, you you know, you mentioned the atmosphere. There was no uh, music in between the you know innings because no. there was no press box on most of the field. So that that affects it. If you don't say sure. anything and you're just dead and you're just there, um, it can it can affect uh, your energy and how you play the game. And so. Um, as coaches, we pulled out different stops with leadership type things we've done. We made—I uh, made Logan Terry our catcher circle up uh, early on in the fall semester, and I said, "Hey, what's your favorite singer?" And he—I don't remember who he told me, but I thought all right, was well, sing, sing your favorite song. And that kid looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but being our catcher and being the captain of that of, of, of the team, and you know, every pitch basically, guy that sees everything. You know, I need him to run the show, and uh, so we've had to help him be a little more vocal. And that goes for a lot of our guys. But you were one. I thought that's why that was such an incredible question that you asked for this group, uh, because it is very, very important in the game of baseball. It's important in any sport to communicate, but for baseball, you've got to have that chatter. You know, you talk about that cool guy stuff. That's not how we do it here. We want. You know, we're going to support each other. Uh, We're going to pick each other up. There's one guy pitching, and we've got 18 pitchers. Uh, So 17 guys can impact the game, even though they're not on the mound. And that's by picking a buddy up, a high five, uh, you know, setting a goal for him, uh, telling him, you know, about his pitches, you know, what he can do better uh, or different things. So it's definitely something we've worked on as a coach. I feel like it's very, very important in our game that we that we talk the game and we bring energy, uh, you know, through our emotions and how we play.
0: Coach, you mentioned arms. I sound redundant in some of these questions. I can't believe the arms you're you're able to – to keep bringing in and, and rolling out there, but the physical side of your team, I look at this roster, and we'll get to the arms, but I looking at 6-2 and over, Coach, height wise, makes up half of your roster. That's unbelievable. I mean, these look like, you mentioned Seth and Signing day on the football side, or Coach Oni. he take these guys as defensive ends and power forwards for Coach Oni all day long.
4: Yeah, that's you know, that's, that goes back to um, just how the game's changed, um, and it has changed, and I'd be the first one to tell you. you. guys are bigger, they're better athletes, they're stronger than what they were even when I played, you know, uh, 20 years ago. Um, and I think there's more of a focus put on, um, you know, weightlifting and training and, and, and all those types of things. You have weighted balls, and you got to be careful with that stuff. But if you don't involve yourself in that, if, you, if that's not part of your program, Uh, then you're going to be passed. Um, When I first got to Pearl River eight years ago, as you mentioned earlier, uh, I walked in and we had a lot of mediums, and I told Coach Izio at the time, hey, I don't want any more mediums. I want some large and extra larges. And uh, Coach Lott and Coach Pennington and Coach Jones have done an incredible job. Uh, Over the eight years, we've been successful. People ask me this, why why has Pearl River been successful? There's two reasons. One, we're going to be the most physical team uh, in our conference that's our goal we're going to go out state of mississippi we want big physical players um, and then the second is we're going to have the most pitching depth that's that's our two goals in recruiting we want to be big and physical and athletic uh, and we want uh, pitching depth we we want
0: to have enough arms to where we can protect guys and also get their best every time out you speak of protect and coach how do you kind of manage this type of starting rotation particularly early in the year? I'm I'm sure some of those guys that were dealing this past weekend and that type of environment maybe wanted to sneak another inning or two out of you. How do you kind of manage that expectation and manage the, the pitches thrown?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, great question, and that is something that we as coaches have to have a plan for. And it starts in recruiting, as I mentioned. You've got to go out and make sure you have the depth to protect your guys. You know, winning is, is paramount, and, and and we've got to do that in uh, and, and the game of baseball, if you're good on the mound you always have a chance to win any game that you're in. Um, but our 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 focus has always been to make sure we have plenty of depth on a, on the pitching side of things and that allows us to protect guys. You take Connor Ware's first outing, uh, I think he struck out four in three innings and and he looked at me and he when I came to get the ball from him you know a, a, after the third I said, I said, you're done. He said, Coach, I got another one. I said, well, you know, I'm not worried about the one today Hmm. in February. I'm worried about the ones in May and June, hopefully, uh, where, you you know, we may stretch you. But he hit his number, and we trust it, and we trust the guys behind him. And they also deserve their opportunities to go out and do what they're capable of doing. Uh, But Coach Pennington, our pitching coach, um, has done a tremendous job. Last year we were number one in the country in ERA. uh, And I told people this year, I said, we may be better on the mound uh, than we or more talented than we've ever been and I, I was very impressed with our with our arms so far for the first week
0: yeah I'll tell you this coach I've got a seventh grade son we talk about him on these interviews I can't help it I apologize for that but I watched y'all I guess that was Friday and then I went to a, a local high school two arms that you're projected to be getting soon and I wanted to buy him golf clubs. On <laughs> after watching y'all and watching that, I said, "Good gracious, man, it's something else to try to hit the baseball at this level." So let's talk. Let's flip it over to offense, Coach. Tell me about Fowler and the weekend he had.
4: Yeah, what a what a special player he he he's been for us early on, and and uh, you know Fowler, I tell you I was tough on him in the fall. Um, when you talk about. Um, you know emotions in the game, and that's one thing. He plays hard, 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 and and we got to be careful when you play so hard that sometimes you can get those ups and downs. And um, it's been to to watch his maturity from August till till now. And 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 you say, well, a guy, that's been in a four year school. How does he mature at junior college? Well, I mean, you know, junior college. You know, some people pass on junior college thinking that they're ready necessarily for that four year level. But what happens then is you're you're an eighteen year old freshman going against a twenty two, twenty three year old transfer grad transfer uh that's four or five years older than you are um and that can that can that can do you know sometimes do more damage. doesn't mean guys can't do it but uh fowler has come in i think he's found his confidence Uh, i think he's worked extremely hard him and coach lot have done a great job on his swing uh but the thing that's been most impressive about bryce fowler so far is just his toughness um it seems like almost every at bat he's hit with uh, the first week is is with two strikes because he's he's really embraced the leadoff role. Um, but uh, several backside two strike hits he had. He hit a big homer, uh, I think, with two strikes in our opener against. I thought may have been the best team we played in that Florida. I think they were Florida Southwestern. But uh, uh, it's just been really really cool watching him mature, uh, watching him get tougher, uh, watching him handle his emotions and try to stay even keel. And that's so important in sports, but really, 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 really important in the game of baseball to stay even keel and not be affected by your failure because you're going to fail. That's a given um, that that you're not going to be perfect uh, in this game. And I think that's the biggest adjustment he's made is just trying to um, just just play even keel, keep his head on straight and play hard.
0: Coach, you mentioned when you played, watching this this perfect game, I guess it was Twitter account. I mean, they're giving me every angle I'd ever want to see, all kinds of analytics. As a player these days, that's got to create all kinds of different pressure. Even if you're going good, your exit uh, V-low from the plate may not be exactly what you wanted, your spin rate out on the man. How do you kind of manage these young men not to get caught up and, and looking at the wrong stuff or too much of the well, right I, stuff?
4: Well, absolutely, and that's uh uh, that's that's one of the difficult things in this day and age because you mentioned you know uh, social media with Perfect Gaming they did a great job that's one of the reasons we wanted to go because they do such a great job of of uh, you know uh, putting our players out there across the country across the world really I mean there's been amazing the number of phone calls we've gotten from 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 Santa Clara to, to uh, <laughs> West Virginia yeah. this week of just you know where where it has become when you go to a tournament like that. Uh, it's broadcast for everybody to see, and 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 they did a phenomenal job with their Twitter accounts and or X, whatever it's called now, sure. and, and putting that stuff out. Um, but it is one, you know, as coaches, what we have to do is we've just got to coach the team, and and it's what we tell them day one that the team is much greater than the individual, and the individual is going to succeed when he puts the team first. And and uh, uh, again, when we talk about leadership, we spend a lot of times here on the leadership side of things on on the team building aspects of it of of being selfless uh and and not focusing on yourself um uh, we simply told our offense uh, this year that we want you to, the number one goal is going to be that pearl river community college wins however we got to do it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how but if you can make that your goal i promise you if we win enough all, we're all going to be successful in in doing that and so Uh, you just got to make sure that the kid understands it, that he buys into it, that he trusts you. Um, And that's something I think takes time and that you've got to actually, you've got, just like you work at bunt defenses and first and thirds, uh, I believe you've got to work at uh, leadership and different stuff like that as well.
0: Coach, I I don't think we'll get either one of us in trouble uh, with this type of question. But uh, Mr. Lumpkin, I I don't know that he's like the team chapel or what you would have that, but the spiritual side of of some of this and putting others first. How does that kinda of play a, a part? I know that you've gotten Creek Roberts, I know he's uh was a big component of some of the spiritual uh mindset that Southern Miss had a year ago. Just kinda of speak to that side if if you will.
4: Well it's it's something that I love to speak to and you know what's been really cool that you that you mentioned that is you know, we look across our world today and, and um uh, Mr. Carey, I mentioned this to him the other day in one of our things, but it's been really cool seeing, uh, you know, Harbaugh with the Ravens Mm. talk about, you know, CJ Stroud refer, and uh, it's something I've made it more of a point in myself personally in different things to make sure that I that I give honor and praise to him first. Um, even after games or in losses, and that's one thing we tell our players: even after we lose, we're going we're going to thank him. And we're mm. definitely going to thank him when we win. We're definitely going to thank him when we lose. And um, but you mentioned Creek Robertson, and we've got several guys on this team, but Creek's kind of our uh, you know he's 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 probably our leader. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, he's one of the best leaders I've been around. I think it's because he's very grounded in his faith. He's very strong in his faith. Uh, but I think for for us, uh, one of the things we do in this program um is we make sure we we understand our priorities it's going to be always be god first uh your family uh then pearl river baseball and then yourself and we make sure that they uh buy into that not that they hear it is that we get them Mm -hmm. to buy into it there's times we call them in our office and and meet with them about different things and say hey your priorities are mixed up um but uh uh, it's, it's 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 really cool when you when you're surrounded by a group of young men like we have this year that um make you better, and they push mm. you to be a better coach, and they make you want it. because I tell them all the time, I'm not perfect, and sure. by no means when I sit here and, and, and give y'all advice and share things with you, know that this guy in front of you is not perfect, uh, but it's really special when you coach young men that make you want to be better, that push you to be better, uh, that holds you accountable, um, and that's, that's what I'm surrounded with by people like Creek Robertson, Marshall Phillips, uh, and, and so on and so on with this with this great group that we have.
0: Coach, you get a home date, uh, that's this Friday, if our local listeners are, are, are trying to get out to the ballpark, they'll have the opportunity uh, versus Baton Rouge on Friday, is that correct?
4: Yeah, that's right. We start at 2 o'clock, I know there's some weather coming, but uh, we are still scheduled, and I think we'll be fine Friday uh, at 2 o'clock. We're looking forward to it. play Baton Rouge. It's always great to be back at home, especially when you've been on the road uh, for four straight games and be back at home at the Dub, which is a special place, but Friday at, Friday at 2 o'clock.
0: Coach, I can't thank you enough, man. I appreciate your time, appreciate your friendship.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and I always appreciate what you do for for not only um, Pearl River but all sports in this area. It's awesome here and uh, the different viewpoints and and what you know. I learned so much just from listening to other coaches that you talk to, and uh, I appreciate y'all's conversations and they mean a lot. So thank you for all you do.
2: Thank you, Coach Avi.